This podcast is brought to you by Free Buddhist Audio, the Dharma for your life. Our work is funded entirely by donations from our generous listeners. If you would like to help us keep this free, make a contribution at freebuddhistaudio.com forward slash donate. Thank you and happy listening. Hello, uh, warm welcome from me uh, as well. Um, my name is Suri Gupta, and here is the booty. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's a real uh, pleasure uh, and actually an honour to um, be speaking with you in this format, which is we've never done anything like this before, um, and it feels yeah, it feels a sort of rare occurrence, uh, you know, for us to have this kind of conversation. Uh, in this in this way, um, so many of you will know uh, Sabuti as um, a writer, a Dharma teacher. I don't know if you describe yourself as a scholar. Um, no, 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 okay, not a scholar, um, but certainly a, a great thinker. Uh, I would say. <laughs> um, and um, yeah, he's been associated with this centre since its inception. Um, before its inception, inception, of course, (laughs) because uh, you were the foreman uh, of the build, yeah? That's how you've been described, as the sort of leader of the build. Is that right? I'm looking at Attila and others who were there. Don't look at Attila. Don't look at Attila, (laughs) 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 Certainly, um, Sabuti led the building project. Um, and um, I've, I've heard stories uh, about that <laughs> and one of the things uh, people have said is that uh, you know he really had so much faith and vision in, in the project that uh, people you were very persuasive and uh, people did uh, many, on many occasions did what you said and then one guy was telling me this week that uh, you, went, uh, he, you found out that he uh, had skills uh, and you went down, I think he lived in Brighton or somewhere, and said, you have to, you have to join this project. And uh, he, he came, he followed. Uh, and, um, you know, and he said, you know, as many of the builders have said, how transformative that period was. And you were a very big part of that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so he, he, he sort of led the building project. He um, was the first chair of the centre and has continued to be the president of the centre since. Um, and that involves um, usually two annual visits, two visits a year. Checking uh, up on you. Checking <laughs> up on you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and actually those visits are very significant. They've been very significant to this centre because uh, on those visits, um, you know, many of you know that he'll, he'll teach uh, he'll sort of uh, share his rambles. Uh, in the last few years, we've been doing this series of rambles, which are also happening uh, this time round as well. Um, also, you work very closely with the council, um, the chairs, um, and actually meeting up with many, many people, um, you know, those directly involved in the centre, and, and often sometimes not as well. So um, it's really been a very good friend to many, many people uh, over the years. So I feel we've been very fortunate at, at the centre to have your ongoing presence um, and your loyalty to, to the centre, and I want to, you know, thank you for that. Um, and uh, in a way, uh, yeah, as you said, it's also in a way what you've done for this centre, you've also, it's an example really of how, the influence you've had in Trivatna generally, um, specifically I think for the order, 
um, and um, also in India. Uh, so yes, uh, your influence spreads uh, very wide. Um, so yeah, many of uh, Sabuti's uh, talks and things are on online, and you can listen to those. And you know, or you're you're ongoingly thinking about the Dharma and expressing it in different ways. Um, and tonight, uh, it's more of a sort of a personal chat. Really, we're going to be having. Um, it's very much around uh, Sabuti, the sort of a man and, and your practice uh, practitioner. So. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. I want to thank you for being prepared <laughs> to, to ready to, for anything. Yeah, yeah, prepared. So I want us to warmly welcome Sabuti. So um, I mean. Uh, we launched these uh, 40th, we call it 4040 celebrations of the London Buddha Centre. We launched it a few weeks ago now, so three, four weeks ago now. Um, and the day after we launched it, Bante died. Um, and for our magazine, you wrote an article for our magazine celebrating the 40th, and Bante was interviewed. So if you haven't uh, read those, uh, I would really encourage you to, to read those. Um, but I want to start there with, with Bante. Um, uh, in a way, uh, well, for all of us, I think it's still, you know, it's very, it's very much with, very much still with that, you know, and, and taking that in the significance of that. Um, and I guess I'm wondering how it was for you, uh, or how you are now, really, um, with his death. Do you want to say a few words about that? Well, of course, it wasn't a surprise. Uh, he was a very old man, and uh, he'd nearly died. A couple of years ago, he had uh, pneumonia then, and to the doctor's astonishment, uh, responded to the antibiotics. Um, and I got some prior warning. I was told by his uh, carers that it didn't look very likely he'd survive. And uh, definitely one got an impression that he'd been preparing. Um, he'd seen a number of people who he hadn't seen for a long time, like um, somebody today yeah, Kuratna. Uh, uh, he had not had much contact for Bante for some time, and Bante called him to see him. Mm -hmm. And it's pretty obvious that Bante was saying goodbye to a, mm -hmm. a series of people in a very unassuming and um, um, easy way. Uh, so it wasn't a shock to me. In a way, I was quite ready for it. And uh, I suppose, in reality, as far as I'm concerned, Bante's not dead. Um, he's so much part of my, the architecture of my being, if you like, that uh, doesn't really make much difference um, in a certain way. I won't be able to meet the old chap and uh, have a, one of those fascinating conversations. You never know where it's going to go, what he's going to want me to do, and uh, what he's going to be completely uninterested in discussing. <laughs> and, and so it's always a surprise to see Bante. Uh, so, yeah, I regret that I won't be able to do that. But uh, as far as my own confidence in the Dhamma, my own personal life is concerned, and my own uh, <coughs> feeling about the future of our order and movement, doesn't make a lot of difference. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, my... Um, yeah, he's just as present in my mind, uh, in my being, as he's ever been. And I think in some ways he's more present 
because the inconvenience of his physical being is gone, uh, which could be pretty inconvenient. Um, um, but uh, I sort of realised how deeply he's soaked into me. He's formed me. Um, whatever I am is mainly formed by him, uh, my contact with him. Uh, and uh, my sense is that um, that dimension of him is still very much alive because it's on a level that's beyond uh, uh, space-time. Uh, and Bante was rooted in that dimension. Uh, so for me, that, that, that's uh, still very much alive. That's who Bante really was. Mm. Um, yeah. Mm. So, yes, I can't say that, you know, I was sort of shocked in a way that death always shocks mm. because it's, it's so incomprehensible. Uh, death is not a something you can really think about, if you see what I mean. It's... Uh, it's a just sudden stopping, but in, a, in another level, I'm completely equanimous about it. And certainly, as far as the movement is concerned, uh, I have absolutely no worries. I think um, I don't think Bante planned it all, but he might just as well have done. Um, he really, really, everything was in place by the time he, he came to go. He did hand on in 2000. And um, I think he thought at that time that he was relieved of the responsibility, as it were. But unfortunately, we weren't really ready to take fully on what he handed on to us. And I certainly think I wasn't. I think I made a little bit of a mess of it. Um, and uh, he obviously felt he had to sort of pull himself back in 2009 and uh, re-establish things that have got a bit shaky. And of course also a lot of uh, unresolved issues connected with his own past, connected with the past of the movement, <coughs> had to come out. And uh, much better they came out while he was still there. We could sort of all go through, and I went through quite a bit of confusion about my relationship to Bante uh, over those sort of issues. Um, and you know, many others even, even more so. Um, but I think we've achieved in the last year or so a, a, a kind of peace with it all. I don't say that there will not be new problems and issues and so forth, but I think that I think Bante couldn't go because it wasn't finished. When it was finished, he went. It's as simple as that. And he planned it absolutely perfectly. There was going to be a, uh, a public preceptor's gathering from all over the world, uh, just... Um, five days after his death. I mean, what timing. Um, and uh, he, uh, he, he died so, so peacefully, so happily, so um, easily. He'd spent his five years at Adishthana, which meant that his Adishthana was rooted, his blessings were rooted into the, uh, the very fabric of the place. He says that the last two years of his life were amongst the happiest of his life. So... <laughs> If he'd gone earlier, we'd have been left with a certain unfinishedness. How do you plan that? Um, but there's, that's, that's Bante. Um, he told me once that, um, you know, because I'm of a temperament, well, was, I used to be of a temperament to try to plan everything uh, in advance with my brilliant intellect. And um, uh, so Bante said, I never plan anything. I didn't plan to start a movement. It just sort of happened. <laughs> and um, I believe him. Mm. I think he really didn't. He just, one thing happened, 
So he responded. Another thing happened, so he responded. So he simply responded to the situation that he was left with, so to speak, uh, in those last years, and he couldn't go because things were not tidy enough, uh, it wasn't stable enough, uh, and uh, when the last pieces were in place, he could go. And he wanted to go. He wanted to go. He told me that quite uh, straightforwardly about six years before. He said that uh, he really did want a rest. He wanted to, uh, to go. He wanted to die. Um, and he said he didn't want to come back, but he had taken the Bodhisattva vow, so he's on his way. <laughs> and you'll recognise him by the fact that the tip of his nose to the top of his head is one straight line. <laughs> So I really, um, you, you talked about sort of your equanimity. Well, I mean, I felt very reassured by your equanimous yeah. response to yeah. his death, actually. And uh, there were two images that stood in my mind. Um, mm. I think you heard of his death, and you was in Hungary. Yeah. And I, and then you, you must have just got a ticket straight back, and then yeah. you was at the airport. Yeah. And you were speaking very. You know, you could tell you were taking the news in, but you yeah. you were communicating something yeah. very important yeah. in that yeah. Facebook post. Yeah. It was, um, and then the I had two other images. One was um, of the funeral itself, hmm. where in I don't know how long you spoke for at the funeral. Ten minutes, fifteen five, minutes, fifteen minutes exactly. But it was so. <laughs> it was exactly what I wanted you to say, needed you to say, even yeah. if I hadn't even yeah. conceived that in my mind. Yeah. Uh, so I was felt very uh, sort of gladdened and reassured mm. by your comments yeah, at the funeral. Yeah. Um, and then the last image, I, I wasn't able to be at the funeral. I was uh, I'd f I was in South I was flying flew back from South Africa that day, mm. um, but I participated on on live stream and it was an interesting scene because I had lots of candles and mm. uh, incense and various things yeah. and shrines and then I had two uh, screens my my laptop and uh, my iPad so I could mm. see the two the, the different um, streams coming um, and when one camera sort of uh, stopped working you know I sort of watched the other one and you know so it was kind of, it's kind of like very sort of very lovely ambient yeah. atmosphere at the same time these screens are doing all kinds of things um, but at the end of the live stream um, you were one of the last people I noticed circumambulating mm. uh, the, mm. the funeral mm -hmm. amount uh, mm. with Indian uh, yeah. Dharmacharis yeah. yeah. and Dharmacharis yeah. behind yeah. you. Yeah. I found that very moving. Uh, yeah. And uh, and then it all went dead, both one screen, the other yeah. screen. Uh, but yeah. that was the last image yeah. that, yeah. I, that yeah. I saw. Yeah. Um, and I don't know, there was something in that image. I thought yeah. this, that feels very significant for me. Yeah. And it's uh. partly your connection with <laughs> India yeah. um, and our connection with India mm. and with, therefore mm. with the uh, origins mm. you know, mm. of, of Buddhism. Yeah. And... Um, um, but also the work you've been doing, you mm. know, in India, mm. and the way you were circumambulating as mm. well. There was, mm. um, there was just a lot of, uh, well, it felt very, uh, a lot of energy mm. um, and a lot of devotion mm. and reverence. Mm. Uh, that's what mm. I saw, and I was very moved by mm. that. Mm. I don't know if you want to say anything else about your experience at the mm. funeral or in, or yeah. in that transition. I think I want to go back to when I was in Hungary. I did mm. know that it was quite likely that Bante would die. Mm. But I decided I'd just go anyway because my gypsy friends were, were waiting. And uh, uh, so it's a bit in the back of my mm. mind. They just drove me straight up to the school that we run in northern Hungary, Dr. Ambedkar High School. And uh, we 
launched straight into, as usual, lots of discussion about the situation they're in, which is dreadful. And a lot of political pressure and financial difficulties. It's really, really... And they're just carrying on. Janos was telling me he's feeding the students out of his own pocket. Mm-hmm. So we were talking about all that and how we could help. And then the next morning I got the news and I went and said, look, I'm really sorry. Uh, Bante's just died. And, uh, and Janos immediately said, well, you must go back. And uh, I said, well, I haven't made up my mind. He said, oh, yes, you have. You're going. <laughs> and um, so he said, you know, you get a ticket. So I went and, and got a ticket and I came back. And I said, I've got a ticket at 7 o'clock at night or something like that. And uh, he said, well, I'll drive you to the airport. It's three hours. So I said, no, I, I'll get a train. He said, no question. No question. I will drive you. And he and, uh, and Tibor, two of the Dhammometrists, uh, just um, with incredible sensitivity and appreciation and uh, sympathy. It was an extraordinary experience of empathy with people I've been sort of cultivating a friendship with from such a different background to mine, such a different experience. So I've managed, we've managed to reach each other and that they could support me at that time meant so much mm-hmm. to me. When I got back, I just sent a message saying that, you know, I will never forget what you did. Three hours down, three hours straight back. So I had to start the school the next morning. And um, uh, Janos wrote back just saying, you know, what a great man Bante was, that he's, he has touched the lives of millions. He's managed to bring together the East and the West, which is very important to him as coming from a you know, ancestrally Indian background, although you know, there's no memory of it and feeling more of an affinity with Indian Buddhism than with, with uh, Western Buddhism. Uh, but through Bhante and Bhante's connection with the work in India, that, that meant a huge amount to him. So that really, really moved me. Uh, the, the beautiful delicacy and sensitivity and uh, um, empathy meant a huge amount to me. Um, and uh, then uh, I was in touch with my friends in India, and uh, we have a YouTube channel, um, Tree Ratna India YouTube channel. Some really good stuff <laughs> on it. Um, and uh, uh, Neha, the Dhammometra who runs it, um, said, can you do something? So I was sitting in the airport. I found a quiet corner. I turned the thing on, and I thought, what am I going to say? And these things just came out of my mouth, uh, which were, I think, completely the right thing. But I felt then very much in touch with Bante, see what I mean. So that uh, um, it meant a lot to me, and it seems to have meant a lot to people in India, and certainly here too. I felt very important to say, it's all right. There's nothing to worry about. Yeah, we mourn, but nothing to, no, no panic, no worry. Bante's done his job. Why should we mourn him if he hasn't done his job? Uh, but he has. And uh, then, yes, you mentioned the the walking round uh, with the Indians. Uh, Vidya Ruchi had been teaching at Baja Retreat Centre in India. And the Baja community were very, very devoted to Bhante. None of them had met him. Uh, well, two or three of them met him, but most have not met him. But Indians, it's amazing. They, you know, the thousands of people involved with our movement who have a tremendous feeling for Bhante never met him. But what they say is, we know what Bhante's done for us. Our lives are completely different because of Bhante. We don't mind what he's done. Uh, and um, they sent with Vidyaruchi uh, a rock from a cave that Padmasambhava meditated in. 
a, a jade vajra, some soil from Baja, and some leaves from the Bodhi tree that Bante himself planted when they launched the centre there. So we were circumambulating with those and then dropped them down, careful not to oh, bash in the top of the, <laughs> the coffin. And, uh, and so very, very powerful and uh, most of the Indians were there. Yeah, And it was very important to um, make that connection where Bante has so many deeply, deeply loyal disciples who, who really know how much their lives have been changed, just as Janosch and Kubu and mm. Tibor know how much their lives have been touched by Bante. Mm. Um, so, yeah, th- those mm. three moments you picked out, well, you, I didn't mention the, giving the talk, that was, I, well, I knew it was the most testing talk of my life, <coughs> sort of mean, I had to get it right. And I didn't know properly what I was going to say until I got up. Mind you, I never know what I'm talking about. But, um, uh, again, I seemed to say what needed to be said, and it didn't seem as if it was me that was deciding what to say. Mm. And I felt very strongly Bante's presence in me and with me. Mm. Mm. Mm, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, one of the things that uh, you sort of mentioned, uh, Bante preparing yeah. uh, for yeah. his death in, in different kind of ways... Yeah. Um, and then one of the things when somebody dies is that we we do have memories come to us, don't oh. they? And incidents and events, oh. and we sometimes uh, reconfigure how we sort mm. of you know they have different significance, or we look mm. at them differently. I was wondering if there's any um, apart from what you said, is there any other sort of events that you're incidents that you're sort of uh, sitting with now, or sort of mm. reflecting on, or that's mm. just come to you in a different kind mm. of way since he's... I guess that inevitably, and perhaps partly because it's also the 40th anniversary, mm. uh, my mind goes back to my earliest contact with Bante, right. um, which was 48 years ago, 49 years ago, 50 years ago. <laughs> I'm that old. Um, and some. Uh, but, uh, you know, most of you, if you've met Bante, you've met him in the latter days when he presented as an, an, an elderly gent if you see what I mean. But he's had, I've known many Bantes mm. over the course of time, all of which are underlain by the same sort of transcendent uh, uh, brilliance. Uh, but in the early days, he was a... He was dynamite. He was dangerous. Um, I remember going into the, the centre at Monmouth Street, and believe it or not, I was a quite shy young man. Um, and... Um, uh, it was a small shop in, in Monmouth Street, um, 14 Monmouth Street. You should pay a visit sometime. And uh, it was a shop that didn't seem to sell anything. It was a Zen shop. Um, <laughs> uh, it, it literally was. But uh, uh, at the back, there was a sort of very narrow winding staircase with um, uh, Buddha footprints on the ceiling which I thought was weird and wild and exotic. And uh, I went down there. Um, yes, I should say how I was introduced, because uh, I saw Mariji today, who at that time I was living with, and who heard Bante speaking on the radio. She worked for BBC um, World Service, and she heard Bante interviewed. And he was asked, well, what would you do if you know, a hippie came? And Bante said, well, invite them downstairs and teach them how to meditate. So I thought, that's the man for me. <laughs> my hair was down here. That so, yes, I, I made my way down and uh, tiny little rooms, 
what we've got now. Tiny, two tiny little rooms, a little shrine room and a little reception room. And uh, it was packed with people. It was as, as, uh, um, as blocked as a cube of ice. Um, nobody talking. And, uh, you know, being a very shy young man, I made my way to the notice board and started assiduously uh, uh, reading the notices without any awareness of what I was reading. Um, but I became aware of this, this figure sort of sitting in the middle of the room. It was the sort of epicentre around which everything was sort of constellated. And uh, he was completely at his ease, uh, in wearing, I have to say, a somewhat grubby robe um, with rings on his fingers, not bells on his toes, but uh, <laughs> with long hair and uh, a decidedly disreputable appearance. Um, and, uh, of course, it was wonderful for a young um, well, sort of pseudo-hippie. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, and uh, I remember him giving me a, a sort of look that just took me in from top to toe to top. And... Um, uh, a sort of amusement, in, you know, as if he was sm laughing at me in the gentlest and kindest of ways. But he saw me, just like that, he saw me. And uh, the image was sort of like a, um, a lion that's had a good meal and is just <laughs> sitting back, just sort of watching uh, and uh, enjoying the scene. Nothing to, no danger, no fear, nothing to bother him. And uh, oh, it's extraordinary, mm. extraordinary. And then uh, the, the, the meditation class afterwards, you know, I had a dhyanic experience, which I haven't had for the next 50 years. So <laughs> <laughs> exaggerating wildly, but... Um, it, 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 he, he led us into the mindfulness of breathing. It's so skillfully a body scan and very, very gentle, skillful leading in and um, just the sort of tone of his voice. I was meditating already. Uh, and then a little bit later, might not have been that time, they all get a bit conflated, but fairly soon after that, there was a question and answer session. And again, sort of leaning back at his ease and mainly young people sitting around him and um, uh, I just so deft uh, and uh, very skillfully taking the questions and making you know complex things very very clear and uh, I sort of thought at one point he's not actually talking about Buddhism he's just talking about life he's talking about experience and uh, you know, knew his Western culture, he knew his literary references, his aesthetic, philosophical. He's just deeply, deeply impressed by the, the breadth of his mind. And at one point, you know, fascinated, I was sort of staring at him, and he caught my eye. And for, a, you know, probably what was, you know, half a millisecond, uh, we locked eyes. And, you know, he was sort of looking back, oh, yeah, come on, show me what you're worth. And, um, uh, of course, I looked away. But I, I realised here was a man who wanted to meet me, who wanted to meet me fully, who had no pretences. He wasn't putting on an air. Uh, and uh, at the same time, he's enormously powerful. Uh, he later told me that he realised that uh, he was much more powerful than he realised, if you see what I mean. He said to me that um, Pragnamata from Bombay, who used to uh, um, run the... 
uh, or part of the Theosophical Society, where Bante used to go and give talks. And she told Bante that at that time, which was the late late 50s, early 60s, that Bante was demonic. I think she meant daimonic, if you see what I mean, just sort of full of an energy that was transpersonal. And uh, Bante said that he realised that uh, to him this was just normal and that um, he didn't always appreciate that we lot uh, you know, couldn't match that energy. And I think some of the troubles came from that. Um, I certainly couldn't. Um, and he just sort of um, uh, overwhelmed me. Um, but extremely kind, never, never unkind. But I think difficult if you've got that degree of energy and that degree of, uh, of sort of understanding <coughs> always to appreciate what it's like for other people. Mm-hmm. And again, I remember talking to him about somebody who had been very close to him and then uh, they uh, moved apart. And I was saying, you know, it's very difficult for him. He'd been, I think the expression I use, flying on borrowed wings. You know, he was sort of soaring higher than he could. And then when he's away from Bante, he feels himself to be sort of dropped from a great height. So I remember Bante looking sort of puzzled and slightly pained. He said, well, I suppose I'm with myself all the time, so I don't know what I'm like. (laughs) So there's a sort of touching naivety to him, uh, which uh, sort of redeems even some of the, uh, uh, you know, the the blindness, the blind spots. Mm -hmm. Yes, so uh, that's the sort of energy that I remember when I think of Bante, this... uh, Quite young man, actually. He's probably 44 or something like that when I uh, first came in contact with him. I was 20. And um, uh, enormous energy and this sort of sense of extreme ease. He's not very socially adept. The wonderful thing, you know, taking Bante to see my parents. And um, um, he were a little bit proper. Uh, And it completely confounded them. They didn't know what to do with him. <laughs> Even my New Zealand mum. <laughs> um, they just didn't know what to do with him. Um, he just sort of didn't really quite... He, wasn't, he didn't fit. At the same time, he didn't bother. It didn't bother him. So that sense of extraordinary energy, extraordinary insight, understanding, brilliant mind, um, yeah, a dangerous, it's a, a, a live wire... Um, well, more than a live wire, more like a, an atom bomb. Um, so when you say dangerous, can you, can, is that, because I'm, I'm sort of a... Oh, OK. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Well, I suppose... That, sound, that sounds automatically sort of negative, but obviously you're not meaning no, that. No, no, not so at all. Uh, well, I suppose that, um, you know, I remember Bante talking about the wrathful figures that appear mm. in the, mm. the, um, the, the Bardo. Those of you who know the Book of the Dead. First of all, the peaceful deities appear... And then the wrathful deities appear. The Buddhas appear in wrathful form. So Bhante was saying, so they're not really wrathful. They're still Buddhas. So they're, they're mm. compassion incarnate. But because you're alienated from them, they appear to you as wrathful. Mm. So even compassion can appear threatening and dangerous. Uh, compassion isn't just nicey-nicey. Mm. Uh, it it's, um, can be, yeah, sort of... Dangerous. So it's sort of disarm, a disarming kind of, you can't pretend or hide. Yeah, or... yeah, yeah, yeah. My slender, you know, the patchwork of ego identity, mm. which, you know, the times were ones where young people, young men, in my own case, um, were not that secure. Mm. 
and uh, um, but I, I don't, you know, certainly didn't mean any harm at all. But mm. he was threatening. Mm. He didn't sort of uh, pander to my yeah. uh, my idea of myself. Yeah. I'm really grateful that he didn't. Mm. I'm really grateful that he didn't. Mm. Yeah, because it was a pretty pathetic self <laughs> at that stage. Yeah, mm. yeah. So that's what I mean, mm. and I, I think that's probably everybody experiences that to some extent coming in contact with the Dhamma. Mm. There's something not very comfortable about mm. it. Mm. And, um, uh, you know, one may find ways of reacting against that, mm. but at the same time there's something absolutely incontrovertible about mm. it. So something of that with Bhante, who was, mm. ab- was his own argument. And uh, at the same time, not at all, for me, comfortable. Others got on really easily and well mm. with him. Mm. Uh, to be depended on character and temperament and so on. Um, but yes, to begin with, I was terrified of him mm. when it really comes down to it. Mm. I didn't think I was, but that's what it comes down no. to. But not that he was trying to frighten no, me. No. Yeah. Mm. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, I've been reading, I was telling you the other day, I've been reading uh, Great Disciples of the Buddha oh, yeah, um, yeah. and reading about Shariputra and Moggallana and uh, as being you know, chief disciples of the Buddha. And uh, sort of their connect, their beginning relationship with the Buddha, and then how they evolved and developed, and it's mm. really it's very interesting. And then I yeah, thought, yeah. thought of you as well, <laughs> in relation to yeah. you being one of Bante's uh, yeah. chief disciples, mm. follower of, yeah. of Bante, yeah. um, sort of uh, doing your best to exemplify some of his mm. teachings, or at least yeah. um, sort of uh, articulate and understand and mm. represent some mm. of his teachings mm. uh, and ideas in in different ways. So I was wondering about you as a follower, mm-hmm. and uh, thinking what, uh, yeah, what sort of, how do you think you have been as a follower, um, in terms of what qualities or attributes mm. do you feel you've been able to really sort of mm. bring out, and mm. also where the areas you feel like you've, could have done differently, so. <laughs> <laughs> as a follower. I did license a, you to ask as any a follower. Well, I think that through no fault of my own, as it were, or no virtue of my own, I've, I've got a brain that seems to seize the essence of the matter very quickly. I don't know why. It's not something I try to do. I just seem to see it. Mm. And I think I got Bante very quickly. And uh, I'm also quite, uh, again, through no virtue of my own, it's not something I struggled to do. It just, I got it. I don't know why. I seem to be able to articulate in a clear way. So I think I've... Um, uh, I've been able to uh, um, understand what Bante is talking about very quickly, and I've been able to articulate it in a in a way that's um, a, a digestible and approachable. I think I've also understood what Bante's mission was, and uh, for instance, you know, with this place, um, you know, certainly I'm by far uh, definitely not the only person who formed this mm-hmm. place, but I had a decisive influence on the shape that it took and the, the, um, the shape that the institutions took and the way we organised things through Bante. Um, so I think I've been quite uh, important in um, articulating the, 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 the vision of the movement that Bante had and helping to create the, the framework that we have, which is really so effective. Um, and I honestly feel completely modest about that. I don't think it's sort of, you know, one has talents and abilities which one can't really take you know, personal pride in it's like you know taking pride for the fact you've got five fingers or something like that just the way it was and um yes yeah, so i think i've been uh, able to to do that 
I think I'm less gifted, in the, in, as it were, uh, in the psychic sphere, if you see what I mean. I'm, uh, I've certainly done my faithful meditation, and I, um, you know, I get uh, my strength from my meditation practice. But I'm not a sort of natural meditator, and it's not where my seat is. Mm. Uh, well, no, that's not true. But it's, um, you know, I have to do it. Mm. I have to decide to do it, uh, whereas others are just do it. Um, so I haven't been able to bring out that part of right. Bante so much. Uh, and Bantu is an exceptionally broad man, um, and uh, I think that it'll take us many, many years to unpack all the different aspects of Bante. And he did have a very acute psychic attunement. I've experienced that personally a number of times with um, things like deciding to phone Bante, and he decided to phone me, mm. and coming to decisions about things, and then finding he'd phone me and tell me you know, uh, to do what I decided to do, that sort of thing. And a very strong psychic mm. acuity that um, was very likely naturally held. So I don't think I've that side of Bante I've been a vehicle for so much. Mm. Uh, and, um, you know, I enjoy art and culture, but uh, I'm, I, I, I don't think my sensibility is that fine. The Bante had a very, very fine sensibility and way, way beyond my understanding. And um, uh, so I think each, many of us have contributed to mm. articulating Bante, and each of us will do that through our own particular characters and our own particular ways. And uh, uh, it, I, I, I think that that process will continue. Mm. So I don't think we've plumbed the depths of Sangrakshita. I think there's a lot more to come out of Bante that future gen generations will, will draw out. Uh, there's a lot of secret teaching, if you like, uh, things that um, are not necessarily part of our common culture at this point, mm. but which will emerge later. Mm. He's an exceptionally broad man, mm. and deep, broad and deep. Mm. Unbelievable that I came in contact with a man like that. I don't know why uh, we came in contact with a man like that, a, a, a giant, a genius by any stretch of the imagination. Mm. Awkward old fellow, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, so I did, I, let me yeah. say a little bit more about yeah, yeah, that because yeah. um, there was a point where my uh, confidence in Banty failed. Yeah, I don't know whether, and um, I'm very ashamed of that. Well, I've got over it now, but um, uh, you know, I, I feel that I did let him down as a disciple right. at one point. I think I've made up for it since then, but I felt I had to. Mm. Um, you thought but, you had to make up for it. Yeah, or, yeah, 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 right. yeah. I think I made mistakes which uh, affected the movement because I was in a position of considerable responsibility, um, and I think I've made up for that. But uh, uh, basically, I was not able to reconcile um, Bante's personality in some respects with my deep, deep mm. uh, response at a, at, a, at a spiritual level to him. And uh, I had to go through a process of sort of sorting that out, mm -hmm. which I think the whole movement has had to do, uh, that we have to accept this is what happens, this is what he was like, these are maybe blind spots, whatever you want to call them, but, 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 uh, there's something infinitely vaster than that. Mm -hmm. And it must be like that, which I found very useful reflecting on myself. Mm -hmm. I might try to say more about this rambling mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, I think there is 
all of us have an issue with um, being a very particular shape and kind. And, um, you know, I'm a very particular shape and kind of a certain age, a certain culture and so forth and so on. And uh, how does one relate that to the Dhamma? And how does one use that in the service of the Dhamma? Uh, that's been a big struggle all my life, really. Yeah, so I think that I had to come to terms with something about the nature of human personality and its relationship to what is ultimate uh, in Bante, that then I had to reflect back on myself. Yeah. Which, I'm, thank you, Bante, for... He never, ever said anything to me. I said that period. A, you're done that period. I said a lot about behind his back, sorry, Bante, but I slagged him off rotten. But um, uh, he oh, obviously it hurt him a lot, um, but uh, he never, ever reproached me. And when I just confessed to him, he said, oh, don't worry, it's all, all gone. Yeah, yeah. What sort of helped you... Uh you know, is there anything, can you remember anything you did or anything, you know, that actually helped you get to that point where you were able to have those yeah. insights? I couldn't just get mentioned. the damn man out of the way. You know, <laughs> he's too big, you know what I mean? You can't, um, you know what I mean? It's not easy to dismiss him on that level. You know, yeah, but. So he's sort of his own argument. And I, I did a, a, 10 years ago, I did a long solitary retreat, sort right. of towards the end of the of uh, digesting all this mm. um, it was very very painful I was eight months alone and um, I thought I must crack this right. because I realised that without Bante I'm nothing mm. I'm absolutely nothing um, I mean of course I'm without Bante now but I, I'm not yeah. at that time I was sort of denying that within me and uh, first of all I read right, right the way through the memoirs uh, I think I read them in about Ten days, I uh, just solid right <laughs> the way through. Yeah, ah, so inspired. Just, I think Bante communicated so much of the Dhamma through his memoirs that um, it doesn't come through in other ways. Right. In, indeed, but the other thing I did, I, you can tell what sort of person I am, but I, I set myself to do the prostrations every day, and that man was sitting there at the front of the refuge tree uh, between me and the Buddha. And, uh, you know, I'd, sometimes I'd have to sort of force myself to go down. And then suddenly it dawned on me that I wasn't going for refuge to Bante. I was going for refuge to the Buddha. But Bante was the vehicle through which, or the doorway through which I approached the Buddha. And then everything fell into place. I'm not going for refuge to Bante. I'm not thinking he's perfect. It's okay. You know, yeah, it, it would have been better if some things hadn't happened. But it's okay. And um, the Buddha is still there. I believe the Buddha was a Buddha. That is, he had perfected himself um, and so that his manifestation in space and time was, to that extent, perfect. But I don't think that's true of Bhante. I think it's very, very hard to be perfect in that way, if you see what I mean. So I, I just came to terms with it in that way. Mm. And it's interesting. I knew that not just that from my side I was reconciled, from his side. Right. I felt it in the, in the solitary, mm. yeah. Mm. It's a great relief. Mm. Yeah. Mm. The world suddenly comes back mm. the right way up. Mm. Mm. But I'm so sorry that I mm. caused him that pain. Yeah. Because mm. I was one of the leading disciples. Yeah. Mm. Must have been very, very disappointing to mm. him. But he never complained. Mm. Yeah. I could see he was hurt. Mm. Yeah. Mm. 
So yeah, I mean, you, you, it's, it's maybe a similar question, but sort of on a from a different an angle, I guess. Uh, around, in a way, the more you're a follower, and also the way you've reflected on your relationship with Bante, then mm. that changes you. Um, yeah. Sort of the insights you've you've had, mm. and I'm just wondering about um, you as then a leader. You know, you sort of acknowledge yourself as a, a, mm. a leader, really, mm. in the movement. Um, mm. So again, in terms of your own leadership. Uh, uh, and people following you, um, you know, what do you feel you sort of, what have been your sort of qualities, I guess, or um, and areas you've had to be more aware of in, the relation, in relation to how others work with you? Huh. Um, well, I, I, I think I'm a very good man in a crisis. <laughs> do you know what I mean? If you have a crisis, call for Sabuti, because when, <laughs> when uh, the going gets tough, I get very, very cool and resourceful. I, again, I don't know why, it just happens. Um, I love a crisis. <laughs> um, um, but uh, I'm, I'm a restless soul, mm. and I think that institutions don't need that. So I think at times I've been over... Um, and my restlessness has affected things, if you see what I mean. Um, so I think I have given leadership at times when it was really needed. Uh, I think I've had a boldness, mm. which comes of just pig ignorance. Um, um, you know, <laughs> I'm too stupid to be frightened. <laughs> uh, like, you know, Attila knew we couldn't do this job, but I didn't. I'm still there. Of, of the building, crazy. The building. You knew we couldn't do it, didn't you? <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, just, I don't know, sort of background and so yeah, forth. I yeah, just had yeah. that sort of confidence that I could do anything. And it took me quite a long time to realise I couldn't do anything. Um, um, so I think you benefited from, um, you know... Uh, English military background, public school boy. <laughs> time to retire him. But um, uh, you know what I mean? I had mm. skills that were needed at the time, mm. uh, which um, you know, helped create a, a breakthrough. Mm, mm. I brought also uh, blindnesses, narrownesses, misunderstandings, cultural uh, predispositions and so forth to it that you know, caused their, their waves, mm. hopefully, by and large, uh, flattened out on the beach, as it were. Um, Yes, I'm not sure what more to say. Mm. I, I, in some ways, more recently, of course, uh, people may know that I retired from the Public Preceptors College. <laughs> the official retirement age is 75, which I think is indecent. <laughs> uh, to me, it seems like, the, you know, the, 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 God bless the College of Cardinals, but it seems to me way too old for, for people of, in their 70s to be deciding on the future. It seems indecent. Um, so, and also I felt that actually I wasn't needed, mm. that if, if I can contribute, people still respect me and they know that I'm worth listening to and they can make up their own minds about it. But I felt it was important for me to step aside, mm. that I should not be a leading figure um, in the same way, because I thought that uh, my own character uh, was not the one for the time. I felt that some time ago, that I was not the man for the moment. And uh, I could, by that time, accept that in, in, in humility and uh, um, equanimity. Mm. Yeah, because I, I think something that's been very strong for me is the idea that I want to live in service. Mm. 
I want to serve something bigger and put what I am at service, which means that I shouldn't be worried about what I do. Of course I am, but you know, I shouldn't be doing it for me. And I've tried to live by that. So when I think I'm not the right man, I try to withdraw myself. I don't know what to do. I do want to do something, so I'm thinking of starting a centre in Prague. But <laughs> we talk about off camera. Yeah, I sort of feel I want to do something new. But um, yeah, I, I, I sort of feel I've 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 given what I could mm. in a certain way, in a certain time, in a certain layer. Mm. And it's time for me to exit stage left mm. um, and uh, see what happens next. Mm. Yeah. I mean that's uh, that's that's quite a skill or quality or a faith uh, to, in order yeah. to do that because many in many situations people even in this kind of context people can get very identified yeah. with the role a role yeah. Yeah. and actually find it hard to hmm. uh, let go um, yeah. or and or they have to be. Um, Mm. <laughs> sort of, uh, gently... Don't worry, they've already started. Sorry, <laughs> gently encouraged, let's say. Yeah. So uh, the fact that yeah. you you sort of really saw that, yeah. understood it, yeah. um, and stepped aside yeah. Yeah. Even before I, your I think my instinct has always been to, to be from the start mm. preparing uh, my successors. Yeah, yeah. Just my instinct, partly because I'm restless, so I don't want to be stuck with something, yeah. and partly because Bante taught us that mm. the the the, the the aphorism of the moment was up and out, uh, or uh, what is it? Work to make yourself redundant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this was mm. right when we were starting the job, yes. uh, before we met, came here. Work to make yourself redundant. Mm. So I took that to heart. Mm. Prakasha, I handed on to him, mm. and um, uh, <laughs> it, 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 and it was very much my. As soon as I saw Prakasha, I began to see what 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 he was made of. I thought, oh, okay, here's my escape room. <laughs> so you are our second you are our second he's chair second for chair, Kasha. Yeah. 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 Kulamitra was here earlier, he was the third. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I I I I you know, it just came naturally to me. Mm. I think I've got a certain sort of um worldly confidence right, that yeah. probably comes from having a, a a New Zealand mother and a, a, a Captain R N as a father, mm-hmm. if you see what I mean, than going to an English public school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you mentioned there about service mm. uh, as a sort of key aspect of mm. or how, what motivates you. Yeah. Um, and we had a bit of a conversation on the phone around yeah. uh, dharmic leadership, you yeah, know, yeah. sort of what, what that might look like that might mm. be different mm. to leading yeah. in other sort of contexts. So I just yeah. wondered if you'd had any more thoughts <laughs> on that yeah. Um, yeah. that you'd, you'd yeah. like to share with us. Yeah, well, I, uh, I began to think about this, particularly trying to identify what bodhicitta means. Uh, you know, presumably most people are familiar with the term. It, it's generally translated as the, 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 the will to enlightenment, which is not really quite right, although will is quite good because it does have a, a volitional dynamic dimension to it. But the, 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 um, the, the, the way I interpret it is the mind, a mind that is soaked in ultimate reality uh, and which uh, um, you come into relationship with as it were, within yourself. Of course, it's not really within yourself. And so reflecting on that, which I find extremely inspiring. I remember hearing this series on the Bodhisattva Ideal. Mm. I was so inspired. And I went on the seminar. Dave Mitchell was there on the Bodhicharya Avatar. Mm. And, oh, you know, I wanted to 
you know, bodhisattva. And um, so the, the conclusion I came to is that actually this notion of bodhisattva is very, very exalted, but is also quite uh, um, experienceable, if you see what I mean. And it, I particularly identify it with uh, what happens to you when you take responsibility. This is the context we were speaking mm. of. That um, when you take on a responsibility, such as the chair of um, a centre like this, or a public preceptor, a private preceptor, uh, something happens to you that is not you. And uh, um, well, you described it as two minds, two selves, or so, two minds, two I think minds, you said. Yeah. And I identify this, this very much with, uh, you know, a reflection on some level of the bodhicitta. Mm. Uh, so that the, the mind that you, you, that, that you sort of take on, or that takes you on, mm. um, is not really interested in you in a way, which is, of course, the, uh, the roller coaster ride that you have to get accustomed to. Uh, it, it's um, a mind that just uh, uh, sees that responsibility in the largest possible context and uh, that uh, is, is um, the medium through which you serve. Mm-hmm. Not quite well put, but something of that mm-hmm. order. Mm-hmm. I remember it very, very clearly when I was in India and I'd been, I'd, I'd helped to form, Lokamitra started, but I, I took on from him with Subhadra the men's ordination process. And um, after some time, I moved on from that, and Suvadra took it on completely. Then his health uh, collapsed, and he had to withdraw. And so I remember sort of thinking, oh, I wonder who's going to have to take over again, uh, or going to have to take over now. And I suddenly realised there's nobody. Nobody ready yet. The Indians were not ready. <laughs> and uh, I realised it's only me. And I did not want to do it. I don't want to go back to do something that I've already done. But the sense was, there's no question, absolutely no question, I have to do it. And, you know, once you actually embrace that, it's great. But uh, there's a sort of hiatus, there's a, a, a moment when uh, you, you don't want to, you resist it because you've got some inkling of what it means. And then you sort of... You know, uh, uh, um, some higher sense in one realizes that actually it needs to be done, mm-hmm. and then when you when you uh, give, I was going to say give into that, just like that. Well, it's the surrendering. It's surrendering, sort of, yeah. Isn't it, of sorts, uh, yeah. You find that you've got the resources and you've got mm-hmm. the will, you've got the enthusiasm, and you can do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, I think there's something about leadership and the Dhammic con- connection that's quite different from other connections, mm-hmm. and no doubt there's there's mm-hmm. parallels yeah. elsewhere, but. I think we need to develop a bit more of a, a sort of understanding of that um, and how to handle it because, as I'm sure you're finding, that uh, it's um, a pretty wild ride and, uh, you know, you need to look after yourself. But, you know, when you're being driven by this, uh, this larger, larger sense, even this larger consciousness, how do you reconcile it with your own needs? And uh, you have to somehow find a way to... Uh, for that dimension to see this dimension and its needs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Much more to say. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Extraordinary at times, that, mm. that sense that uh, you're just responding. Mm-hmm. Um, Bante writes about it, doesn't he, in, on the 6th of December 
1956 yeah, yeah. In, yeah. in Nagpur, he writes about you know functioning what he says an impersonal yeah. force. Yeah. Well, and after the death of Ambedkar. Yeah. 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 Mm. 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 Um, so yeah, sort of um, curious. Uh, we talked about your general like uh, aspects you've been developing as a leader and, yeah. and uh, a follower. Um, what 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 is actually your practice? What uh, do you do? On a sort I of do the Manjushri Stuti Sadhana. Uh, so I, I'm pretty well every day visualise Manjushri. Mm. Um, and uh, um, I do it very sloppily and badly and all that, but I derive enormous um, inspiration mm. from it. Mm. And uh, it sustains me. Just recently I've been, um, sometimes not quite the right metaphor, but toying with uh, the Avalokiteshvara Sadhana. Um, in which you visualize yourself as Avalokiteshvara. And uh, I've, I've done that a few times, and uh, uh, very much connecting with this sense of a, a, a larger consciousness. Mm. And uh, even though I decided I, I sort of can't quite stop doing the Majjushri Stuti Sadhana, it's too deeply ingrained in me, uh, I've sort of brought something more of that, the flavor of Avalokiteshvara right. into that. Uh, I've never been particularly attracted to Avalokiteshvara prior to that, um, but it sort of seems to be informing my, my even my practice, the Manjushri Stuti Sadhana, mm. um, and uh, a, a very strong sense. I want to uh, give myself up to that larger consciousness, um, and uh, particularly at this stage of my life, uh, I, I'm 71 in um, three weeks' time, and it's clearly not the time to take on a major project, apart from starting a centre in Prague. But, um, uh, um, or maybe in Ireland, I'm not sure. But uh, um, <laughs> another centre. Oh, yeah. Um, or somewhere completely different, I don't know. Nigeria, I thought about that. Oh. I went to Nigeria when I, I was in Nigeria for five years when I was uh, uh, ten. But, um, yeah, where is he? There he, is. there he is. Yeah, we're going, aren't we? We're Jana. Jana's coming with us. Um, but um, yeah, it's not not really the time to mm. take on anything um, that's too physically demanding. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm a bit lost. What what to do? To be frank, I feel I need to withdraw from more of the things that I'm doing. Mm. Not yet the LBC no, presidency, no. I promise. I'll I wait until I get the signs from you. <laughs> <laughs> exit, fire exit, do you think? <laughs> um, well, no flowers at the end of talks. <laughs> no chocolates, that's the main thing. Uh, but, you know, I'm in a new phase of my life. Um, I probably reached old age rather late in life. Doesn't one always, but um, um, it's sort of coming to the term, term, coming to terms with the fact that I am actually old, mm. and uh, I'm really enjoying being old on the whole. But I'm not quite sure what to do with it because I seem to have tons of energy. Mm. Um, so I don't quite know what to do with it. Mm. And uh, but I know that I can't do what I once would have done. Right which was, would be to take on a project, um, bully people into following me, and lead them over a cliff. Um, <laughs> yeah, I could have been over that cliff. <laughs> um, a damn good cliff. Look, you're all living on that cliff. Um, um, 
it's not the time for that. Mm. Uh, and uh, so I'm sort of a bit bewildered as to how to how to function, and uh, sort of feeling that I I cannot decide. I've got to make uh, wait for something mm. to decide itself, mm. and maybe nothing will decide itself, mm. and it's just a question of sort of waiting. Mm. But it's a bit uncomfortable for one of my temperament. Mm because I'm a get-on-with-it chap. Mm. As I was famously called in the early days the leader of the shut-up-and-get-on-with-it brigade. <laughs> <laughs> so basically you're describing finding yourself in quite new territory. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So how yeah. are you practising with that? What's that Ooh, you beast. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I, I suppose the main thing is trying to restrain myself from... Uh, uh, finding something to do right. uh, and um, uh, it's, it's sort of trying to stay loose mm. so next year for instance I'm going to do a, a six month solitary retreat mm. uh, and uh, I'm going to shut the doors for six months and I won't go to India in the monsoon as I usually do and um, well I don't know what I'll do mm. but I'm hoping that uh, you know I'll adjust in some mm. way and either something in particular will become clear or um, I'll be more comfortable with mm. remaining in a, in a gap. Mm. I already feel that in some ways I'm able to be a bit more useful because I'm not so involved, right. if you see mm. what I mean. Mm. And uh, my main, one of my main sort of uh, mental mantras all the time is just stop, just stop, mm. um, which is it's a bit like, you know, stopping a train which has been running down a hill with putting the brakes on and bang. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's what I'm... Mm. My main practice, in a way, is just stopping mm. and trying to sit in reality. Mm. And uh, uh, sounds good, doesn't it? But it's not so easy. <laughs> not so easy. Mm. And uh, I've got an active brain and mm. I've got um, an eye for what needs to be done. Mm. And... Uh, 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 I obviously think I'm far cleverer than everybody else, and I see things nobody else sees, so, um, et cetera, et cetera. But I'm having to sort of restrain myself. Yeah, oh, yeah I mean, I appreciate you sharing that, because I think that's another, uh, in terms of, well, it's being a, a practitioner, isn't it? And being yeah. A, yeah, yeah. A, yeah. a disciple of the Buddha, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That you can stop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, you know, work with yeah. what that then yeah. brings up, brings up yeah. uh, for you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I always think of um, uh, the Buddha and Angulimala. Mm. Do you remember mm. Angulimala's trying to catch up with the Buddha, and mm. the Buddha is is just staying ahead of him. Mm. So he says, uh, you know, stop, O Shramana. Mm. And uh, the Buddha turns and says, I have stopped. Have you? Mm. And uh, so I'm I'm trying to <laughs> to do that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, doing the six months uh, yeah. solitary. You're going to be doing that at your home. I am, yeah. And you've been living in Wales uh, yeah. with Srimala, who's yeah. my public preceptor. Sort for, of with Srimala. Sort of with Srimala. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, just wonder if you, you want to say anything about your context and what's been really fruitful for you. I mean, yeah. obviously, every living situation has its yeah. advantages and disadvantages, <laughs> but what's been fruitful for you living hmm. out in Wales with? Sort of with Shumala. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you know, your 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 uh, public preceptor is is uh, 
a, a very particular person, mm. extremely um, uh, retiring, yeah. uh, uh, and uh, but very very deep, mm. and um, uh, very very still. So I've gained a huge amount from just being around her, and um, she gets completely fed up with me. Um, yeah, racing around and not another lecture. Shut up. <laughs> no, that, you know now what to say. Uh, so uh, yeah, living around her has been very beneficial, uh, and uh, we have separate quarters, uh, which is you know suits us both very well, uh, and uh, we live sort of separately but together. I'm away a lot, which is. Um, uh, you know, I mean, she gets a lot of time on her own, sometimes too much. But uh, when I'm there, I do try to stop. And uh, unfortunately, the modern technology means you can never be alone <laughs> with an internet. Uh, uh, and I, I um, have to make very strong decisions not to not to do that. And again, Srimana is a complete technophobe. And not only that, she breaks technology. It just stops working and she goes anywhere near it. I think she's got some sort of force field that destroys technology. Um, and, um, so, uh, you know, that's, I find that really useful, actually, sometimes. <laughs> a bit expensive, but... <laughs> um, it's just somebody of completely opposite mm. temperament to mine. Uh, you know, in all sorts of terms, in with their Myers Briggs or whatever, it's complete opposite to me. So it's been very interesting and useful. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I spend a lot of time in India, and uh, uh, I have what is very necessary to me a lot of contact with other men. I do live in men's situations mm-hmm. a lot of my time, but I'm delighted to be with her mm-hmm. and um, very much respect her and uh, value her. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, uh, annoy her and irritate her and all that sort of thing. She never irritates me, of course. <laughs> um, and she's she's funny, she's fun, she's uh, playful. Um, we do a lot of work together on the place. Um, it's very remote, isn't it? It's That's very the thing, remote, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's um, five miles from the nearest town. And our nearest neighbours are uh, more than a quarter of a mile away, half a mile away. And you hardly ever see anybody. And it's it's whales, so lots of sheep and lots of rain, <laughs> and lots of wind. Um, but very very beautiful and open, expansive. Mm. I love it. I was brought up in the country, so uh, never completely adapted to city life. Mm. Um, but yes, I, I think we're probably going to have to leave there. Age does wither them, and um, uh, you know, I caught myself on a roof the other day the hammer in my hand, realising that my balance wasn't quite as good as it used to be. I don't think I ought to be mm, up here. Mm. Um, and, uh, you know, I can probably do it for a year or two. But So we're, we're thinking of um, moving on, mm. um, maybe to Prague. <laughs> <laughs> I just visited Prague. I loved it. So. <laughs> um, and I need to centre. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it, it's not a, you, you know, many will know that I preach strongly against the, 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 the sin of going off to live with your girlfriend. And uh, like many of the um, words that I've had to eat, I've had to eat that one. 
Um, uh, it's not so bad. <laughs> it isn't the complete end of the spiritual life. Um, of course, uh, there are issues to deal with. Attachment is one, and uh, the main one, perhaps. Uh, and uh, uh, But I think we're both old enough to have got a little bit beyond all that, um, you know, <laughs> all that you know I leave it at that. we still have a bit of fun though I'm sure. I think he asked you anything about that <laughs> I wish I had your complexion at this point it's all going so well <laughs> So, yes, <laughs> um, you mentioned, well, in a way, what's going on for you is kind of the stepping, letting go and stepping back from responsibility. Yeah. At the same time, you said that you're seeing, you know, mm. all the potential and opportunities still there. You're still involved in Hungary yeah. uh, and India. Yeah. Uh, I just wondered if you had any sort of um, aspirations. Huh. Wishes for those particular contexts. Yeah. yeah. Well, for India, uh, what I uh, wish for is happening, which is that Indians are taking on the leadership. Mm. They've taken it on. Mm. Because I've retired from the college, I'm not in the cooler of, uh, of public preceptors. And Karen Amaya has just recently uh, retired. Mm. So it's entirely mm. an Indian right. public preceptors mm. cooler. And, uh, you know, I feel certain pride that I've contributed to that happening, not me alone. But uh, they're as, you know, they're as good as any mm. of our leading order members. Uh, and, and they have their own particular flavour that I think is very, very valuable. This extraordinary capacity for faith uh, and uh, uncynical. Un they don't have a cynical bone in their bodies. And, um, but... Very wise, very astute, um, very, very careful in their dealings with people. And I realise that actually they're, they're far better qualified than me to work in that situation. Mm. Again, I'm conscious that, you know, perforce I was one of those in a leading position in India, and I, I'll never understand India. Um, it's, it's um, you know, um, a very different culture in many ways. Mm. Uh, I understand a certain amount, but there's a lot I don't understand. They certainly find me a bit of a puzzle. But um, it, it has to pass on to mm. Indians, and uh, I'm delighted that that has happened. And so, for instance, next year I won't go out in the monsoon, whereas usually I'd mm. go out twice a year, because I know it'll be all right. Mm. And I, I got their permission, because I wanted them to uh, you know, own mm. that I wasn't coming. Uh, and they would, yeah, no, it's fine, you know, come out next time. But they, they, they say, what we do want from you is more Dhamma teaching. But, you know, we don't really need you for these big decisions or whatever. Sometimes I can clarify principles for them. But, uh, yeah, I'm very, very confident about the future of the order in, in India. Uh, and uh, the women's wing of the order has uh, started more slowly for cultural reasons and accidents of history. Uh, and uh, it's to that extent somewhat behind mm. but it's coming up very fast okay, and mm. um, uh, we all agreed at a, uh, we had a, 
public preceptors call a meeting in in in, in <coughs> Anistana with mm. Karolamaya, where she decided to step back. Mm. She's now got a, a, a very serious illness. Right. Um, so she thought it was best to step back now before that strikes. Mm. And we all agreed we would work with um, the, 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 the leading uh, women to mm. get them to mm. be public preceptors as soon as we can. Mm. And I can see it'll happen. Mm. Um, so it's very satisfying, very mm. gratifying. It's, not, it's, it's independent of me, it's free of me, I can still make some contribution. Mm. And uh, you know, I've got so many dear friends there. Mm. Uh, to begin with, I just couldn't relate to Indians beyond a certain point. Um, they, they don't have psychological problems for a start, which what you talk about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, um, uh, uh, of course, they do, but yes, in a very yes, different, yes, very yes, different yes. sort of structure, not so complex. Mm. Um, but you know, now I, 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 I'm part. My soul is partly Indian. I can relate to Indians very, very readily. Mm. So I, I want to keep up mm. that connection, and uh, I, I will as long mm. as I can. Yeah, you've talked well, in the past about uh, with me anyway, sort of working with your conditioning in a oh, way. Yeah. Going to going yeah. to India, going to yeah. uh, Hungary, yeah, you know, yeah. that sort of yeah, what yeah. uh, yeah. you've had to do uh, yeah. knowledge your conditioning yeah, yeah. in terms of being yeah. Yeah. you know public school English educated, and yeah. then what how that then yeah, yeah. impacts on your yeah, relationship. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's been something you've you've gained from. Um, yes, yes, and it is interesting. I've come from a very, very privileged background. Mm. I've, I've suffered almost nothing in a in material or social sense. Mm. Um, all doors have opened to me, and, and I've honestly believed that every door, I was entitled to walk through mm. any door I wanted to. It never occurred to me that I wouldn't be uh, welcomed or whatever. Mm. And I think it was difficult for me to understand that that wasn't the case for a lot of people. Yeah, yeah. I thought they just needed to snap out of it and get mm. on with it. Mm. Mm. Um, uh, and you know, I, 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 if I say this, don't get me wrong. It's sort of an honest mistake. Do you know what I mean? From the perspective I was looking at, it, was, it seemed like that. Mm. So uh, um, circumstances have sort of thrust upon me working with people from some of the most backward and underprivileged situations in the world. And um, uh, um, you know, having to empathise with them, perhaps easier than empathising with people from. Different backgrounds in England, if you see what I mean. It's easier for me to empathise with people from a completely different background. Um, uh, but that's enabled me to have a wider mm. empathy. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, I found um, working with my, uh, my friends, brothers and sisters in India, um, very great privilege. Mm. And seeing the way in which they faced with such courage, uh, overwhelming and, and horrific prejudice. Mm. Um, and I know people face uh, prejudice and of, a, of a very unpleasant kind here, but it's got an extra, extra mm, edge yeah. for it because it's so institutionalised. Mm. And again, uh, just horrific in Hungary, mm. just yeah. uh, be because of the... Um, uh, it, it's so like India in some ways that the, the, uh, the, the segregation of, of, uh, mm. of Gypsies, Roma... The gypsies I'm in contact with call themselves gypsies. They don't like to call themselves Roma because that denotes those who speak Romani. Mm. So that's I'm using a term that is generally in the West considered politically incorrect, but that's the term they choose. So, um, yeah, just seeing people who come from the most appalling deprivation mm. and uh, where uh, um, the, the majority 
population is um, so rabidly and openly hostile to them. Yeah, there's a lot uh, of discrimination. I mean, I personally really appreciate the fact that you're yeah. doing that work and you've made those connections in Hungary and in yeah. India uh, with, you know, obviously continuing Bante's work yeah. in India. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah. But, you know, with, with well, crossing cultures, yeah. crossing continents, yeah. Yeah. Uh, crossing very different set of conditions, yeah. I think that's yeah. important for them. It's, it's also important yeah. for us yeah, because, yeah. you know, we are in a yeah. world which is suffering yes. and we yeah. sort of, as Buddhists, need to yeah, know yeah. how yeah. the different ways to reach yeah. that. So yeah. I appreciate you sort of kept that... Yeah real connection yeah. uh, alive and you're obviously yeah. still thinking of that yeah. I want to circle right back now because we're coming to the end okay. uh, to, to the LBC I'm getting excited um, lots of yeah, I know I know <laughs> I can see you ready to <laughs> but we've got your rambles coming okay. Okay. so just in terms of being a <laughs> <laughs> shut up <laughs> This is, a, this is a masterclass in how to handle a president. <laughs> um, so, yeah, do come to the Randers. <laughs> Um, so, yes, uh, you know, we, we have launched our 40th. We're looking ahead to the next 40 years. I just wondered, um, you know, what wishes, aspirations do you have for us at the, at the centre? Hmm. In a way, it's so simple, isn't it? It's just carry on mm. yeah, just, uh, and uh, just reach out to more and more people. Mm. What I do think about London is that, uh, particularly this time and who knows what's going to happen after March next year? I think we are in a unique. We have a unique opportunity that um, uh, London is a, a, a multicultural uh, city mm. in a way that probably few are and have been in the world. Uh, and um, I think it gives us an amazing opportunity. And what I'd really like to see is the LBC um, consciously cultivating. Uh, the spreading of the Dhamma in other countries mm. through those that you have coming here. Uh, for instance, you had um, a chap here, Mitra, who's from China. Mm. And um, uh, he's going back to China. Yeah. Mm. Maybe he's gone, I'm not sure. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I talk with him about what he's going to do mm. when he goes back. How mm. is he going to take it forward? And I think others have done so too. So I think that uh, you've got a, an opportunity for the spread of the Dhamma mm. Uh, at this place where uh, I think we've got a brilliant um, uh, um, you know, transcendence of, of particularity of culture. No doubt we could do it much more. And um, I, I think we could use that to um, reach all, right, all the way around the world. Mm. You probably have every nation in the world mm. in mm. London at the mm. moment. And m many of those people yeah. will come to the centre. Mm. Uh, from those cultures will come to the centre mm. and well, let's make sure they go back with a sort of package and a backing that can uh, spread the Dhamma because it's needed everywhere mm. and I think we have in Tri Ratna uh, and the London Buddhist Centre uh, it, it sort of exemplifies Tri Ratna um, I think to a very full degree perhaps in a way more than most well mm. certainly more than most perhaps even arguably because I'm loyal to the LBC more than any. Mm. It exemplifies the full range. Mm. And uh, 
So I think you have a sort of special opportunity and, and responsibility for um, seeding mm. that all over the world. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'd like to see some sort of conscious attention brought to this, mm. since you've asked me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd also like to see us, as, as um, uh, reaching much more actively throughout London. Mm. Um, London is famously a series of villages uh, and uh, each of those has its own unique sort of culture. Mm. And uh, I, I, you know, my father was a naval officer, so I'd like to see a big map on the wall with uh, <laughs> pins on it and uh, you know, troops being moved into. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can understand how I'm thinking. Yes. <laughs> uh, well, I'm joking, joking apart. Mm, yeah. I think some sort of kind of uh, uh, strategic view is not a okay, bad thing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, you know, you, you know, one wants to accept people who come as individuals. Mm. But those individuals have, um, you know, particularly bring something particular. Mm, mm. Uh, just as I've talked about, I brought something which, you know, just genetically, as it were, just accident of culture and so forth, which does it bad bits and it's good bits. Mm. And I put that at the service of the Dhamma. So everybody walking through the door brings something yeah. which is accidental to them, to some extent, which can be put at the service of the Dhamma. And part of that will be a passport of another country and uh, uh, a, a, a connection, connection, in a connection with another country or, or a yeah, language yeah, that comes yeah. from another country or just not coming from this cultural yeah, background yeah. Uh, etc etc mm -hmm. and so I think we need to sort of become more adept at using our particularities and uh, helping to um, uh, take this precious gift of the Dhamma which I, 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 I guess I feel probably like every old person uh, that the world is is more dangerous than it's ever been although in some ways it's better than it's ever been uh, but uh, the, the forces of instability are more <coughs> more threatening than they've ever been they're, they're because of the um, uh, the increase in in destructive power of uh, uh, technology uh, and I, I think there's an urgent need and there's an, an extraordinary opportunity mm. So uh, I think the London Buddhist Centre should play a, a very major part in that. London Buddhist Centre, for instance, was the base from which Manjuvadra, Punya, Vajradhaka went to America. Right. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure um, uh, others have gone elsewhere. We've had, we've had lots of pioneers in all yeah. different ways. Yeah. Uh, Paris. Where? Paris. Paris. Yeah, yeah. Yes, there's yes, been, there's yeah. been, I think, yeah. It, it, yeah. Spain, yeah. yeah. I mean, there's apparently there, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Spain. Yeah. So, so yeah. thank you uh, for that, because okay. I think that's a very specific, concrete thing that we can be yeah. thinking yeah. about. And, and also, what I want to say to you is, um, what you communicate to me over the time that we've been in communication mm. is your love for this centre yeah. um, and yeah. you know your dedication to it um, yeah. and as I said before your loyalty yeah. uh, to it um, and to what it's doing in the yeah. world which yeah. is sharing the Dharma and sort of you know doing its best uh, alleviating the suffering that's on our doorstep and yeah. uh, across yeah. London so yeah. Yeah. I want to thank you yeah. for that uh, Scooty yeah. and I, I would encourage you to come to the Rambles because I think uh, you were saying to me earlier that uh, um, you know that many you know he has all these ideas lots of ideas don't you that they're yeah. there and they're waiting for the opportunity yeah. to sort of uh, for you to sort of express them and they're you don't always know what's going to uh, emerge and that that sort of yeah. makes it a very sort of um, 
live, exciting, uh, sort of dangerous. In, in, in danger sometimes. <laughs> you never know what sweet is going to come out with, as I had to discover this evening. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're always engaging. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yes, yeah, so do, do come to that. And I, and I just want to, on behalf of the centre, present, but also yeah. uh, the, the future, mm. um, you know, want to thank you for all that you've given mm. uh, to making, uh, creating mm. this Sangha for mm. us um, mm. and a context for us to practice. Mm. Um, and uh, we've got something for you. <laughs> oh, wow. They still want it. That you you do all this uh, as Dana, don't you? We don't we don't uh, you know he's president to the centre, then comes down and we we don't give you anything particularly. You know we basically have a bowl at the end and people give donations and you sort of that's how you do your work. Um, and uh, so you know if you're feeling you know want to continue to support Sabuti uh, in in the, the work that he does and also the thinking that he does. So he's taking he's going to at some point take a break and just stop, which is good. Uh, for in lots of ways as a, yeah. as a practitioner um, want to con and but out of that we know there'll be fruits uh, that we'll benefit from so if you do want you do want to feel moved to support you please do um, there'll be a bowl uh, outside um, and we'll also have that through the week in the rambles but I want to thank you for coming mm. this evening uh, and being a really sort of engaging mm. uh, I've enjoyed it have you yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I knew I would. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I hope to see you tomorrow. There'll be Sangha Day where we've got... Uh, it's a full day tomorrow. Sabandra Matthew and Maitre Bandu leading that. 21 uh, Mitra ceremonies in the evening. Um, and, a, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a whole day of puja and talks. And looking back 40 years, um, we'll have uh, some of our senior disciples of Bante, senior... Uh, practitioners of this centre speaking, but also very new people as well. So, Parama, you're giving one of those talks, aren't you? Um, so, yeah, please do come tomorrow, and I uh, hope to see you the rest of this week. So, thank you. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Please help us keep this free. Make a contribution at freebuddhistaudio.com forward slash donate. And thank you 